Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Flow Track Podcast Day Four Recap. I am Kevin Sully. He is Gordon Mack. Me. The Flow Track Podcast can be reached at the following places: flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe on the YouTube page. Find the audio wherever you listen to downloads. We got an email, by the way, said our audio is too low, and when this gentleman turns it up, he gets a really loud next podcast because he had to turn it up so high for us. So we need to fix that. So we need to go like. Turn this up right here? No, I just think in general, like the audio, like in post, we need to touch it up. We could talk about it No, offline. Well, no, it's not in post. We do it now. I take I severe offense to that. We are at almost so full you're volume. Just, you're I just have no idea what this guy's talking on about. Right now no, to his face. I'll forward you the email, Cole. In any event. So we know we can turn this volume off like this. Watch this. Ready? Don't do Is that. Don't do that. Now? No, no, no. That oh, doesn't do that. Okay. Sorry, sorry. We need to touch it up in post. It's fine. We'll figure it out. I'm not going to touch it up in post. How do I touch up? I'm going to do it because okay. I'm, again, like we talked about before. You care about the fans. I'm a professional. You're a professional. I'm professional. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> women's 1500 was today. Women's marathon was this morning. We have the men's steeplechase. We have the heptathlon. We also have the high jump, women's triple jump, and we have some 200-meter heats to discuss. Let's start first, though, with the women's 1500, the last race of the meet. I was confident. Faith Kipiegon will win. So confident, in fact, I said if Faith Kipiegon lost, I would run all out to the streets of Eugene for the amount of time that the winner ran, which I estimated somewhere around three minutes and 50 seconds, which if you saw me trying to catch my flight, no, that would be a tough feat. But I don't need to do it. I don't need to do it. Why? Faith Kipiegon delivered again. Gordon, this went fast from the gun. Fast, it did. fast. Did not expect it. And it wasn't Faith who was doing it either. Right. They wanted to run the kick out of her. The Ethiopians did, led by Gudaf Sagai. Um, up there, really making a hard charge up front, and it didn't work. Did not work. It did not work. They went out two hundred three through eight hundred. There was a group of four that broke away. It was two completely separate races. There was so much daylight between the first group and then the chase pack. I thought at one point I said this pace is so quick. There's going to be a medalist from that back pack. I don't know. Did you feel that way that they would fall up? Falling enough hard times up front that yeah. someone would come up I mean, and that, make a move. The race played out how I thought it was going to happen. I just didn't think three women would all be able to, like, two women with faith would be able to handle, you know, 1,400 of those meters. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> they were able to it. They were able to handle the majority of it. Laura Muir, uh, to, to get, they were all able to just stay in there. They weren't going to beat faith, but yeah. they were able to do it for medals. They were basically putting themselves in it. Get themselves a chance to medal. The rest of the field was kind of like, 
and maybe I should have risked it. Maybe I should have gone. Do you think any of those others in the back of that, you know, that second group, yeah. like the Sinclair Johnsons, the, you know, Jessica Halls should have tried to do what Laura Muir did and try to hold on? I think it would have been just physically tough for them. Some people are not able to run that style and hang on. Yeah. I think it, it could have been worse for them. They could have finished you know, in last place or yeah. something. I think they did the best strategy for them. It's just 352.9, It's fast. Yeah, that's fast across the board. Oof. I remember the 2019 Doha World Championship race where Safan Hassan was out there pushing the pace and it was crazy fast. This was pretty similar to that. The difference was some people just fell apart because it was so quick. The pacing was so crazy. And you saw at one point, Sagai kind of got frustrated with Kipiega. I think she wanted her to take over, but Faith Kipiega is not going to do that. I mean, it took you about... 400, 500 meters to realize this was not going to end well for anybody except for Faith Kipiegon because all it turned into was them rabbiting for her. She, yeah. was, she was right where she needed to be. She withstood that early surge, obviously. She covered all of it and was just like, I'm going to wait until 400, 300 to go. Then I'm going to make my move. And it was night-night, basically. You said on the pre-podcast, which we do, an Instagram live from like 8.05 up into the podcast, we ran into Seb Co. Seb Co. made a cameo appearance. So check out the Instagram on the ITV, but you said when we were talking about Faith Kipiegan, yeah, you refer to her as the greatest miler ever. Women's miler of all time. Yeah, yeah. women's miler. Yeah. So, you, yes. you're, you, you, you stand by that? Yeah, I thought she was the greatest even before this. She's got uh, gold 2017 world championships, gold today, so two world championship golds, and then two golds from the Olympics, Rio and Tokyo. You go and you you look at her times and, and what she's done in the in the fifteen hundred and the mile. She's run three fifty one oh seven, which is the fourth best of all time. She's run three fifty two five. She's run three fifty three three fifty three. So I mean, it just, but like it's not it's not Dababa. No, it's not Dababa. Dababa is one world record. She's got one global medal. But one gold the, medal. She's one she got gold the medal. world record. She has yeah, the no, fastest time ever. I don't. I don't care. She's you don't care about the world record? One second. The Baba is only one second faster all time. And Faith Kipiegon has four gold medals. It's not close. Faith Kipiegon is the greatest women's miler of all time. And we're seeing it right now. And she's just adding to her legacy every time she steps on the track and takes whatever field, like whatever the field brings to her. She just takes it and spins it right back. And it's like, that's fine. Give me your, give me your fast pace. Give me your slow pace. doesn't matter. I'm going to handle all of it. I'm going to win again and again. DH wants to know what was Kip Yegon's reaction time? Was it over or under 0.1? I mean, they got out pretty quick. It was <laughs> definitely over 0.1. Otherwise, we would be having another discussion, but it was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, Gonzaga about a world record, but one 1,500-meter gold medal. Four is greater than one. This isn't, this isn't complicated. That's not complicated, but 350 is faster than 350. Right, but Two. we're not really going to have a discussion about the world record holder in every event being greatest of all time are we is that how no works? i'm just okay. trying to play a great podcast partner and that was good be devil's advocate great wonderful uh let's talk about some other results <laughs> in that race though because you have um sagai and Muir get the medals hailu got fourth Inoue of poland was fifth and then sinclair johnson six jessica hall seven and then Corey mcgee in 10th for the u.s it just was a tough race when the yes. thing gets blown open that early in the race yeah you know you don't really it's kind of like it's also mentally frustrating because then you know like oh there's no there's no chance i'm ever going to even be yeah. in the conversation for a medal in the final 300 like the race was over their medal chances were just like gone 
right away. And so then you have to like recalibrate. Now yeah. you're like, all right, I'm going to run an all out 1500 to for the difference between a fifth place or an eighth place finish. Yeah. And that kind of changes your mindset. So for, you know, Sinclair, she got six, still great, impressive. And Cole Hawker was six in the men's 1500 last year, wasn't he? At the Olympics, yeah. So back to back, uh, Milers, um, for the U.S. finishing in the top six, pretty cool there. And, you know, Corey McGee making another final. It, this wasn't a race for McGee or Johnson to meddle in. They just, they weren't, they're not what Laura Muir is. There was, an, so. there was an era when you'd go to the championships and a 1500 would be tactical. Yeah. And then anybody could win and you can take advantage of it. This is not that era for no. women's 1500 meter running. Whether or not it's Kipigon, whether or not it's Hassan, whether or not it's Sagai, they're not going to lay back. Yeah. No, it's just not going to happen. And I think the men are going to do something similar. The men have been doing something yeah. similar. Maybe not as aggressive because it's hard to imagine what more aggressive would be. You'd have six DNFs if I think if it got any more aggressive because people would just be stopping and curling up in a little ball on the track. But they're just not – Vicky Biagon's not going to cede the territory of I'm the best 1,500-meter runner to find out who's the best 800-meter runner with a 700-meter jog before it. She's too smart for that. It's not going to do it. Do you think the men's race is going to play out in a similar fashion? Yeah. So I think, I don't think, like I said, I don't think it's going to be as extreme in terms of the pace. But look at who you have in there who likes to push the pace. So let's just assume Kerr doesn't based on his, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, yeah, yeah. kick. But he is a guy who will pay, push the pace. If you gone, kept saying, Cherry, Stuart McSwain, for sure. Those are, so you have four guys. You mean Ingebrigtsen? What, who did I say? Kip Yeager. Is Kip Yeager, is she doubling back and running the men's 1500? They better watch out. If she is. <laughs> let, me, let me try that again. Inga Britson, Kip Sang, Cherry, McSwain, yeah. all like to push the pace. And it's going to go. I mean, that's how it was in Doha, Tokyo. We're in this new era of 1500-meter running internationally at championships where they're not waiting. Now, again, is it possible that it's tactical because something gets screwed up? Yeah, for sure. But I think I would bet on under 330. Yeah, I I mean that's how it's looking. Yeah, we're seeing it here on the women's side. Can see it happen on the men's side. Yeah, it's a steeple steeplechase. The other track final right beforehand. What was I mean? How many how many men are in the field? There were fifteen. Fifteen. What were the fourteen other runners thinking? (laughs) How can fourteen runners all be equally dumb? Well, speaking of tactics, you don't normally see a tactical. 1500 yeah or sorry oh, you don't steeple. have to do a tactical steeple in a championship or really in any race because people are worried about their own safety and they want to be able to see the bears i think i saw this could be wrong i think i saw 257 yeah. for the first k which would have been 851 pace which is insane everybody was in it i was worried for their safety with that water jump two to go because they were going really fast and they all were there there were some people falling at some point. There was a cameraman on the track at some point that they had to run around. It was incredibly chaotic. But you're right. The end result is the guy who can kick, the guy who can close, delivered with he must Albert Colley. Must have been so happy. He was probably freaking out the entire time. Like, they cannot be serious. They yeah. cannot be just handing me the title like this. Yeah. He's like, there's got to be some other play here. He probably was like, maybe they're trying to double yeah. negative him and make him overthink it. It's like, yeah, we're going to make it so easy for you. You're going to screw it up. But I will say this. I'm going to, you know, there's been great steeplers out there. There's yes. been greatest of all times. I'm not calling El Bacali the greatest of all time. No, no, you shouldn't. But I am going to call him. He is the greatest final lap water barrier 
Baron of all Ken- time. Baron Kenboy? His you watch the final Baron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is night and day. It looks like he is Carson Warholm going over. <laughs> it is insane. Yeah. His final water barrier, <laughs> he gets two strides on everyone every single time. He got two strides on the on everyone. He does it in the Diamond League. He's doing it in the Global Championships. He's the greatest final water barrier, and I'll take him over anyone else. Mm-hmm. Did you do you feel that way? Did you think that was like his final water barrier? Was just like well, it looked like he was triple jumping. It was hard to separate that from just his kick because he was going so much faster, yeah. and just the total domination that we expected and that we saw over the last well, I mean, lap of the race. Yeah. But I mean, I just remember Kemboy years ago just being able to really move off of that barrier. But yeah, it's. It's Stark. He is he's skilled over the barriers, and you combine that just with the yeah. top end speed. Watch back the replay. So go on YouTube, whatever, and you will find. Uh, it, we got uh, we got some spam in the chat. We're gonna ban this user. All right, there we go. While we do that, uh, Evan Jager, U.S. fans, uh, got sixth. I asked him, "Hey, if you would you have taken that a couple months ago?" He said, "Yeah," but nevertheless, he was still disappointed. Didn't like the way he raced just because it was so slow. It was so tactical. Hillary Bohr gets eighth for. United States, so the U.S. goes six and eight. You want to jump over to heptathlon, or do you want to talk about the two hundred prelims? Let's save the two hundred prelims for the end of the pod. So, okay. if you're two, so we can build up our audience because I'm sure they're excited to hear. Build if you're listening to the Instagram uh, live, there's some interesting quotes coming out from the two hundred meter men that I think we need to dive into in detail. I don't actually know what these are. I do. Gordon did not tell me. I've been waiting. I interviewed Arian Knighton, and there wasn't really too much there. This came from Joseph Fambule, and it came from Noah Laos. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Colton says, I noticed the final barrier too, Gordon. Thank you. Colton. Colton. He's got your back. He's got it. He saw it. Um, There was like an audible gasp from the crowd. Did you you not hear the gasp right when he went over the barrier? Everyone's like, wait, what just happened? (laughs) Did he have like a rocket attached to a shoe? It was insane. Uh, women's heptathlon, um, Belgium wins. I don't know how to say her name. Nafi, Nafi TM. Nafi TM. 6947, uh, passes Vetter on the last event. Vetter rose 6867. Anna Hall gets the bronze. 6755, runs a 206, 800 to claim bronze, hold her bronze medal position. What a run for Hall. DM wins another global championship. I think people thought she was for sure going to be in the mix. But very, very compelling women's heptathlon competition. I enjoyed it. Yeah, another Bowerman nominee winning a world medal. Yeah, saw Cameron Rogers do it in the hammer. Anna Hall now getting it here in the heptathlon. Abby Steiner, we'll talk about her later in the pod. Yeah. Looked good in her prelims. She might have a chance to get it in the 200. So, as you know, the controversy, Jasmine Moore versus these other three. These other three are making it really hard to take them off the list because of how great they are, not just in the NCAA, but against the rest of the world. I don't think they're going to take anybody off the list, though. I think they've finalized the list. I think they finalized, but, like, you know. Change it, make an addendum. Let's talk about women's triple jump. Yulamar Rojas is very good. She's very good. <laughs> when she finally got everything together on that one jump. Second just, jump. Just, just all this. Just, yeah, okay. All right, it's over. Yeah. There's Once you, you see 15, you're yeah. like, okay, oh. competition's over. Let's go home. That's how it felt. 1547. Ricketts of Jamaica, fourteen eighty nine. Tori Franklin gets another medal for the U.S. fourteen seventy two. What's our medal count now? Good jump by her. It should be fifteen, I believe. 
total? Metal table. We're at 16. 16. We were talking is. about this uh, last night when we were mm. going to Tracktown Pizza. Like, could US get like a record breaking amount of medals? They're at 16 now. Yeah, we counted. We low, low 30s is possible. I'd be surprised if they didn't crack 30. Something bad would have to happen yeah. in the back half of the meet because you're talking about some potential sweeps as well when you look at the men's 200 plus four relays yes exactly so, so let's keep it moving here men's high jump pretty exciting competition varshim is back 237 uh woo of korea 235 and pratsenko of ukraine 233 Tamberi was 233 as well gets fourth shelby McEwen of the u.s was fifth putting a hundred dollars on woo to win I lost. I thought I had it. He was perfect through it, and then he missed on like the two thirty three jump. Uh, but Parshim, who wasn't jumping much at all this season, mm-hmm. basically was able to be like, "Hey, I don't need to jump regular season. <laughs> I'm the best. I'm good. I now. can come in without you know many reps under my belt and still put together a two thirty five, two thirty seven type performance." And Barshim, he's the greatest high jumper of all time. Are you just doing this now? Well, you did it. You just well, call, if you're allowed to have a greatest of all time I, I in, your, in the podcast, year. I said that last. I'm year. allowed to have one. Yeah, but did you put any thought into it, or just whoever wins gold is the greatest? No, I put some time? thought into it. Okay, he's great, isn't he? Not great. He's great. I don't have. My, I, he's I won have, multiple medals. How many have, medals has he won? I don't have my list. In How many medals has Barshim won? Uh, I'm going to say he's won one, two. I'm going to say he's won five. Three medals. Gold says three. Or 17, 19, 22. Oh, in Tokyo. So he's won four. He's won four golds or four golds, two silver, three silver. Three silvers. Yeah. That's three world titles, it says. Three world titles. What about indoor? What about indoor? We're not talking about indoor here. There's no indoor Olympics. Okay. (laughs) Marathon. Gordon, you were there. Oh, no, wait, you weren't. I was there. All right. Uh, Godam Gebre Selassie, 218 11. Another championship record. Amazing weather. Amazing weather again for the marathon this morning. And then somehow we have great weather again for short distance stuff in the evening. She she moved away in the last um, K from Judith career. They went out very aggressively. Like they were on 216-ish pace for a while. Um, Sal Peter of Israel laid back, uh, which ended up being a smart strategy. She runs 220-18. Chevnegich dropped out after the fast early pace. Yeshina dropped out because it was just going so, so quick. US ran really well. They got three. Extremely well. They got three in the in the top eight. Sarah Hall was fifth. Emma Bates was seventh. And Kira Namato was eighth. It was interesting. When I was walking over to the marathon, I left, you know, where I was staying. I was watching on TV. And then with about an hour to go, I walked over. It's not very far. So I, I didn't miss much of it. But as I walked out, I saw the leaders go by. Top at that point, maybe top four or five. Um, and then I just see a sea of cyclists come by on the other side of the road where there's cyclists and joggers. And then I hear it get louder and louder and louder. And then the Americans came. Like they had basically the cavalry with them <laughs> and before before them. And then they were just yelling and yelling and yelling. And then I, I heard, saw Ryan Hall yelling it, you know, cheering Sarah Hall on. And then hop back on his bike and then yeah. keep riding. There were definitely some quiet parts of the course, but there were also um, some spots where there were a lot of fans. And it's a Monday morning that this was taking place. At. Not, not a weekend. And there was still... Pretty good fan support out there. Bates gets a PR, uh, 223.18. And D'Amato had two weeks notice for this race yeah, and still runs that's, 223. The alternate is getting top eight yeah. in the world championship. That's yeah. showing a hell of impressiveness for the women's depth in the marathon. And we've known this now 
We've seen what Shalane has done when she broke through and wins in New York City Marathon. We see Molly Seidel winning and not winning, uh, getting top three yeah. in the Olympics. The women's marathoning depth is unreal right now. They're always going to be in the mix. You can never be like, like on the men's side, you're always going to be, the odds are it's like, it, it's either Rupp or nobody. Yeah. yeah. And now Rupp is not what he was, you know, four or five years ago. Yeah. But now you watch any major marathon yeah. and the top American women, you can always make an argument. This could be the day that they win. Yeah. Or this could be the day they get top three. Oh, certainly metal. I mean, some fields, if they're so stacked, it's tough to make the argument True. that, hey, this this many people are going to be able to to falter for them to, to take advantage because the top end is still a little bit. You're, there's so many right now women who are, you know, 216, 217, 218. But I think you're right. The depth the depth is what is impressive. So it was a it was a fun morning out there on the streets of Eugene. Okay, we have nine minutes left, so now you can talk about all we, these. We have secrets. a deadline. Yes, yeah. We're letting when Colt, do we do this? We're letting Colt go at nine uh, p.m. Pacific tonight. So you you tease the the two hundred. You can talk about. Well, let's talk about the women's two hundred first. Okay. Jamaican women. I was surprised that Shelly and Fraser Price ran. Were you surprised? No, I wasn't surprised. Well, I thought she would scratch. I did not think she was going to scratch. Well, she's done that before. She has. Just because a person does something one time doesn't mean they're always going to do that thing, which means... Gordon, That's not trash take. It's not trash Shelly take Ann to think that the that Shelly Ann's be like, she I'm just won the 100 meter gold. Okay, it's not a trash Got take. It. She's done it before. Gotta be honest. Was it trash when she did it before? I just wanted to use it. Keep going. All right. Well, I was surprised that she ran. She ran well. All three Jamaicans got the job done. Americans were looking pretty, you know, good as usual. Like, again, it's the first round. It's going to be kind of hard for you really take much from this round because semis is going to be really where we see who are the true podium contenders and who are kind of yeah. fringe finalists. Um, Dean Asher Smith getting second was an interesting thing. I don't know, if, but she lost to Tamara Clark. Tamara Clark is great for the yeah. U.S. Uh, well, Fraser Price was second, yeah. and Elaine Thompson Hurrah was second. So I wouldn't worry about who was second, really. There was who's that one who beat? Was it Elaine Thompson who beat Elaine Thompson Hurrah? Oh, that was Saney. Yeah, Saney. Oh, no, no, no. Saney beat Fraser, Fraser Price. Price. She ran 21.98. She ran national record. Keep an eye on Saney. Yeah. She broke 22 seconds. She may be someone who we're, no one is thinking about who finds a way to get a medal. Like, I think I might tonight find her odds for meddling and just throw 50 bucks on it because it's going to be really good odds. You did lose a lot. I did lose a lot of money. I'm down, but I'm not out. I'm still up, but I'm not all the way down. I'm going to gamble. Every event, we're only day four, 40% of the way done. Yeah. We're going to make it happen. But yeah, uh, on the women. Uh, Let's go to the men's side. Nothing much, but uh, Abby Steiner gave a good interview. I thought she'd check it out on YouTube. We talked to her about mental health. And she mentioned how the way she had, because she wasn't in the limelight at all last year. So this whole season for her has been new ever since she started, you know, breaking records at Kentucky. Now, you know, going mm -hmm. pro with Puma, winning USA's, NCAAs. Asked about how she handles it. She says what she does is she deletes her Twitter account or, or Twitter app from her phone mm -hmm. the week of races. So that was interesting. So I was like. I did that like last summer, two summers ago. Yeah. Why did you delete it? Just was checking it too much. Yeah. And then I just looked at it on my computer a lot. <laughs> so you didn't. Really, should have thrown away my computer. You should have thrown away your computer. Just take my laptop and throw it. But it's just interesting river. hearing from an athlete who, you know, you think you know, has clearly they have a good head on their shoulders because they're able to take their talent to extreme limits. Yeah. But even they need to find ways to help themselves 
And her way was, hey, take the app, delete it from the phone, yeah. and then just it's not giving you notifications for a week when you do good or bad. So yeah. pretty interesting. So if you're tweeting at her, she's not going to see it until <laughs> next week. So maybe say, put all those tweets into drafts or maybe and just, then fire them off afterwards. Everybody should take her advice and we all delete Twitter from our phone. How about that? Should we do, should we do a, ooh, if she wins Worlds, yeah. should we all delete our Twitter? How about if anybody wins Worlds, we delete our Twitter. <laughs> you're really you're talking about a company Twitter or a personal Twitter. I just, I'm just on you're it. done with Twitter. Just on it too much. Yeah. And just you get yourself into this weird little algorithmic trap. We don't need to. Talk Kevin's about old. Media. Kevin's old. Do you have? Fun, do you feel good about yourself after being on Twitter? I don't. No, that's not what it's for. It's not to make you feel good. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I like things that make me happy. The, life is short. It's sunny outside. Let's enjoy. Our time with each other. Okay, men's 200. Yeah, please. So you anyway, got, check out. got six, four minutes left. Stop putting me on a countdown, all right, man? I am. It's a podcast. It's free-flowing. It's the best way to conversate with our fans, with you. you there's no rush for Okay. Me. No rush for me. No, it seems no rush for Colt. Colt's got it. There's a rush for me. We got to get going. Let's go. Your friend can wait. Uh, all right, My men's. friend, the, the content can't wait. I got to upload the interviews. Men's 200. Some of those went to some events this morning. I'm trying to go right now, and you're distracting Let's me. Go. Look at you. This is going backfiring back right at you. A men's 200. Uh, the rounds. Pretty much everyone looked good. Fred Curley had like an interesting way of running. We're like, oh, what's going on with Fred Curley? But it was very intentional. He took the first 100 extremely easy and then closed well down the home stretch. So Curley looked good. All the Americans looked good. Kenny B got second in his heat, I believe. Mm -hmm. So that was a little weird thing. But again, it's first round. The Jamaican women were getting second in their heat. So it's going to be okay. Uh, some notable interviews, though. Um, Joseph Fonboulet talked to him about what his thoughts were of watching USA's, you know, and like what it's like to not be able to go up against them. And he's he's excited to kind of go up against these big, these like, you know, these, these people. And yeah. we mentioned, uh, he mentioned how if someone is going to pick their top three right now, yeah, no one is really putting him in the top three, right? They're going Knight and Lyles and then he's in the, yeah, but he should be outside of nobody's top five. Yes, exactly. But no one is like saying 100%. He's not 100% locked for a medal. Right. But yeah. very few people are. True. Two of them are. Right. Yeah. Okay. But in any event, you have very few locks. But it's going to be hard to break into the medal. You have to run a great... He's going to have to run 19-7, maybe nine to, well, to, to medal. Right? Think of it this way. Let's simplify it. Do you think Lyles is basically locked for a medal? Yeah. Do you think Knight is yes. locked for a medal? So basically, he needs to beat Fred Curley. Correct. That's, okay. You can just till it down to that. He, he needs to beat Fred, the Fred world Curley. champion in the 100. Exactly. Yeah. So that's hard. hard. That's hard. But we asked him about that, and he says, like, hey, man, anything happened. You saw what happened to Devin Allen, false start. Things happen, and that, like, you just got to be ready for anything, and that, like, it's not already predetermined what's going to happen in this 200. Just because he's not an overwhelming favorite on paper doesn't mean he can't find a way to win. So I thought it was interesting. Uh, asked him a little bit about what he thought of the Lyles Knighton you know, the point or not point that happened at USA's. Bombay trains with, with Knighton. Yeah. And he says, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> so he had a little bit of like, yeah, that's not me. I wouldn't have done that. And then he also, we asked him if he's going pro and he chose not to comment. He didn't want to answer that question. Uh, I'm guessing that means he likely is going pro, but he just doesn't have the all figured out and he doesn't want to make a statement out. Maybe he'll change his mind, doesn't get a good enough offer, come back to school. He's still playing his cards, but... There's a chance we might not see him in a Florida Gator jersey next year. And then there was Noah Lyles' interview. Mm -hmm. So Noah Lyles, uh, we asked him about the meet. Today was his birthday. Uh, did he say belated? He said belated. Belated? I, I don't know. He just turned 25, correct? 
25. Uh, July 18th? July 18th. Yeah, today's oh, his today. birthday. So okay. today was his birthday. He ran well. He said he loved the atmosphere. This is a perfect atmosphere for him. He's going to, you know. Well, was, it was funny. He brought up no crowd in Doha, really. No yeah. crowd in Tokyo. This is the first time he's got the crowd. He's like, Track Town USA, if you're a distance runner, they'll cheer for you. And if you're an American sprinter, they'll cheer for you. But listen, they're going to cheer for Noel Lyles. Yes. They're going to cheer for Noel Lyles. They're rallying behind anybody wearing that USA jersey. And Lyles gives them something to cheer about. So he's going to get some pretty loud applauses throughout the competition. So he was hyped. He's excited. He said this most excited me. He's been, you know, looking forward to. And then I asked him. Uh, so I was asking some other athletes. I asked Jonathan Jones this question. And Jonathan Jones, uh, Texas runner, runs 400. He says the blocks are different here. Like the blocks are weird. And I was like, oh, okay. We asked Noah Lyles, and Lyles is like, yeah, they are weird. And then he took his mask, and he was showing it on camera. The design of the blocks is very different. He does this in the second half of the interview. Well, so he kind of shows, using his mask, the difference that, like, the bottom portion is locked in a certain angle, and then yeah. the top moves. So you basically – your heel, you have to kind of adjust how you put your heel into the block. Different than different what? Blocks. Different than what? Blocks used where? Everywhere else. Even Diamond League? Yes. National Championship? Yes. He said they're different. Today. Can you buy this? A, a, I don't know. He I mean, said I, they're different. Everyone has been saying the blocks are weird. The blocks are weird. The blocks well, are not weird. Not everybody. Two people. You know, everyone that I asked. Two for two. I think <laughs> you ask anyone, they're all going to say the same thing. No one's asking it. No one is saying, it, they ask how the race is. They don't ask how the blocks are. That's not a typical question. But he's, if he's saying they're different, he's been at all the best meets in the world. I know, but he's, my question is, is he saying they're different than regular season meets? Or is he saying they're different than the Olympics? They're, they're different, different from all the meets. Than Doha. They're different yes. than the world. Yes. They brought, they have new blocks yes. for 2022. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, though. It is true. Well, here's what he said. He said that he's but showing I know, the guy. I know, I know, no, but, he's but, showing with the. I know he's saying that, but is he, is he this is a silly conversation, but. Did, did he understand that you're saying ever? Or is he saying they're different than okay. like your regular meat? That's, that's my confusion. Okay. We can ask again later. So then we ask him about if you think this is a reason for the false starts. Because, you know, obviously yesterday, Devin Allen, yeah, yeah. false starting. He said it's not, it's not on his mind because he has the worst start than <laughs> everyone else in the field. So he's not worried about it. So he's like, okay. So it's a great line from Noah. We laughed at that. And then he said he trusts – this, he says these sensors are world class sensors. Like this is the best of the best. You should. This is what it is. Like there's no questioning. So he didn't like. He was like, yeah. these, these are the rules. These are the best of the best. But he then did add, I know for sure. Not all the blocks that happen at the college meets at other meets have these world class sensors. And basically he says I've seen of like three to five performances where they're all starting, but the, those sensors aren't catching it because it's not. The official sensors right and i thought it was, he basically was saying some of these times that have been run outside of main diamond league you know championship style meets aren't well real. we've seen a couple races this I mean, year that yeah. were like clear fault that would have been negative yes they should have been negative something or other but yeah if you're saying the sensors look i saw that i don't know if we have the, the, the pj of i do not trust these blocks i'm gonna be on record i know you're normally the guy who goes uh in that direction but um I'm going to send this to Cole. Anyway, PJ, go to PJ. Uh, yeah, exactly. So scroll down. He did a comparison of um, reaction time. There we go. That one right there. Back up. 
Yeah, pull that. No, nope, no, nope, nope. back up one more. One more. Go one more up. That yeah, one. that one. Let's read this. Cole, can you read that out loud for us, please? I can read it. So the number of reactions. I kind of want Cole. Oh, okay, Cole, you can read it. Cole, you can read it. In All right. The crowd. Um, number of reaction times recorded under point zero or zero point one one five at World Championships, one hundred meters, hundred meter hurdles, all rounds during the past decade. Same FS detection provider. Zero for FS, eleven. FS being false start. False start. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, zero for eleven. Thirteen. Fifteen. Seventeen. Had two. Nineteen had three. Twenty-two had twenty-five. Okay. So we go zero. Let's look at these numbers here. Zero, 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 two, three, and then 25. And we're doing the men's 100 and the men's high hurdles because that's what's been contested. These are world championships. So this leads me to two conclusions. One, track athletes have gotten insanely better at reacting since 2019, or there's a problem with the equipment here. Yeah, that, that's what that means. And the reason I thought of this, the reason I first thought, okay, that's weird. Is when I heard that Allen's semi was one zero one, and then the obviously the false start was zero nine nine. It's like how often do you see a one zero one? That's crazy. Well, apparently we've seen over twenty point one one fives alone in these championships. So I think there's some questions that need to be asked and answered. And I think when we get, it may not rear its head in the two hundred because people are a little more cautious. But watch out in the women's high hurdles. That's a good point. Ooh, yeah. Look at you. You're already putting out some bad juju out there. I, what conclusion should, would we draw from this? What other conclusion can you draw from this? Nothing but bad. I mean, it'd be, one thing if it, if, it'd be one thing if it was seven or, or yeah. eight. I mean, that even would be a big, is a big number. That's a big number. Again, maybe human beings have evolved. No. And we're we just reacting quicker than we ever were before. Oh, Jesus! Good reaction. All right, maybe maybe you're one of the twenty-five. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's all. So yeah, yeah, that's all I got. The men's two hundred is gonna be it's gonna be great. Excited for the semifinals. We'll see what happens in the finals. Both the men's and women's two hundred meter finals are the same day, which is what's gonna be exciting to watch. Uh, what's happening tomorrow? So day five, no morning sessions, no marathons, but we have five, four. Four finals on the track. Women's high jump, men's discus, men's fifteen hundred. Ooh, that's gonna be good. Men's four hurdles. Ooh, this might be even better. Additionally, you have the men's semis in the two hundred. So we'll get to see all these guys again. We can ask Lyles again about. Uh, you know what? Here's your homework. Can you clarify with him? You no. know what? No, no. Here's what I want you to do. You're, you're not my teacher. Are you signing me homework? Yes. I'm your I'm your coworker. I'm write here. this down. I'm your I'm your editor. Uh, can I have paper to write it down? Yeah. Well, hold on. Let me write it down. Okay. No, this is real. You don't even need to write it down. I'm gonna write it down. You don't have a pen. There's no way someone like you carries a pen around. Here's what you asked Noah Lyles. Hey Noah, you don't have a pen. Hey Noah, you can pretend to write. I'll pretend to write it down. Or you put it on your phone. I'm gonna pretend to write it down. When you said the blocks were different yesterday, did you mean from major championships and Olympics, or from regular season track and field meets? Thank you, Gordon. That's what I want you to do. Anyway. So we have the men's I wrote it down. and women's 200 um, semis, and then heats the women's four hurdles. So we're going to see Sidney McLaughlin, Dillo Hamid, Femke Bull in action tomorrow. 
and we'll do a recap pod at the same time. Update on my gambling. I went 0 for 4 today. It was not good. I lost $350. But it's okay because I have a seven-leg parlay that is still – Those never lose. That is still going. So I went 0 for 4 today. But I have a seven-leg parlay that is still going. Check out this. I'll tell you the seven-leg parlay I have. Hold on. Because we all need a chair for this seven-leg parlay. Good comment. Travis says COVID has improved reaction times. That's a good yeah. So here's my seven-leg parlay. Krauser to metal, that happened. Fraser Price to metal, that happened. Holloway to metal, that happened. El Bacali to get gold, that happened. I just need Allman, Ingebrigtsen, and Dos Santos to all metal, and I win. Allman, Ingebrigtsen, and Dos Santos to metal, and you win. And what do you win? How much? I win $94.94. Oh, wow. That was a lot of winning for $94. But... You need some wins. I need some so, wins. I'll take a win anywhere I can go. So yeah, and that looks like. And it. I have, I have two hundred bucks on Kerr. To if I win, I'll win three hundred. If he yeah. medals, I got money on Dos Santos to gold. Got the high jump medal. I'm not gonna. I'm probably gonna lose, but you know it's been a fun ride. Hopefully you guys are still riding or not riding with me. This has been a fun time. I'm only down a few bucks. I was two and zero in my bets today. I want to bring that up. First bet, as I mentioned, the fake Kipiegon bet. Didn't even put any money on it. That's how confident I was. I put my own fitness. Second bet, um, we were talking about whether Knighton would win his first round heat. I was so confident. I put $50 up against Gordon's $1. So I had to pay Gordon 50 bucks if Knighton lost. He did not. So Gordon owes me a crisp $1 bill. I will. And it better be crisp. Cole, do you want to place any bets via Gordon? Ooh. Uh, I probably would have bet on Krauser, um, but that's already happened. Let me uh, let me look. Uh, we should have done this. We should have had a competition. Colt versus Gordon. He bets with fake money. I bet with real money. <laughs> no, you both. Well, or we could have just done hypotheticals, basically, and, and totaled it up. And just one person who's been watching for track for a decade, like yourself, and then decade. Uh, it's been over two decades. Colt, who was a who was a JV or junior high track. That's star. right. Yeah, two hundred meters. Junior varsity. I know I just, I'm going to get all my money back on this 800 bet. I know that. That's what it's all coming. Moolah is going to get me so much more moolah. It's going to be perfect. Oh, wait. When is – okay, we have – tomorrow we need we to – We got two days. We okay. got two more days. Okay, we, we're doing the 800 men's 800 prediction contest because I think our listeners and viewers are smart, but I think literally none of us are going to be able to guess top three in the men's 800. We need to come up with an appropriate prize. I have a prize. Oh. What is it? 10% of my winnings. You shouldn't have Venmo it to him? Yeah. What if you – no, that's not good. If I lose, they get nothing. Yeah. But if I win $1,000, I get 100 bucks. Well done. All right. We'll leave it there. Thanks to Cole for producing. Thanks, everybody, for watching live in the chat. And those of you who, who caught the pod afterwards on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, we appreciate you. Like, subscribe. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.